rock and roll out. Oh, yeah, come on. Welcome to Pardon the Intermission, a podcast that takes a look at movies, TV, and all things entertainment from the past, the present, and the future. Remember to subscribe and like the podcast and give a review. This helps out the podcast and is greatly appreciated. Now on to the show. Yes, hey everyone, welcome to Pardon the Intermission. I'm Eric. Yeah, I'm Jason. Hope you're all doing well out there. Yeah, glad to have you guys back with us. And conversely, we are ecstatic to be back with you, Eric. I know we've had a couple weeks off here to just kind of... Yeah. Uh, we had a couple of things come up. We weren't yeah. able to actually get together, but right. unfortunately, we did miss... Uh, May the 4th. We wanted yes. to be together on May the 4th and yes. podcast and talk about Star Wars. But you know what? You know mm-hmm. the way I feel about it? What's that? Every day is May the 4th. Right? Exactly. <laughs> every day, May the 4th be with you. Yeah, Whatever every day some... is May the 4th be with right. you. That's right. So we're talking about Star Wars today as if it was May the 4th. Exactly. To us, it is May the 4th. So Better yeah. late than never, That's man. right. That's Let's right. bring it on. Well, hey, you know, before before I actually, you know, we had some uh, mm-hmm. trivia I wanted to get into. Yeah, yeah. Um, about the original uh-huh. series, but um, Love me some original movies. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I wanted to talk. I saw this uh, one uh, article from Screen Rant here, and <clears> I was saying that, uh, you know, they had talked about they had that big uh, uh, convention. I can't remember what was it. Uh, uh, not Star Wars convention, but the Star Wars it, Fan Fest or the, Star, is it the Wars Fan Celebra- Fe- Star Wars Celebration. Star Wars Celebration, and yeah, and uh, and they mm-hmm. talked about yeah. Kathleen Kennedy. All the people from uh, Lucasfilm said that there was going to be a new movie with Ray. Yes, there is. So this article yes. from Screen Rant, uh, you know, I, I didn't. I'm not going to get too deep in the article, but it yeah. just cracked me up because it says eight ways. I just want to mention it quick. Eight ways that Ray's New Jedi Order movie can fix the rise of Skywalker. Now, uh, just to get into it a little bit, so I guess the movie is going to be taking mm-hmm. place 15 years after the last events of the, uh, what is it, Rise of the Sith, or what was the last one? Uh, rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker, whatever. Yeah. I can't, whatever keep, I can't keep track of these movies anymore. Yeah, right? <laughs> okay, so <laughs> they're, they're basically the idea is going to be that she's going to recreate, I guess, kind of the, the basic premise or plot is she's going to recreate the Jedi yeah, right, the okay. Jedi Order, mm-hmm. right, yeah. and I think Finn is supposed. To, you know, uh, Finn's supposed to be back in it, the character, and Maybe. I think yeah. uh, Poe is going to be in it. Yeah, um, we don't know a lot of details, obviously, but here, here's yeah, right. th- this is the bottom line, and I want to ask you about this. Yeah, why this is what ticks me off about what has happened to Star Wars. Mm-hmm. We've we've griped and complained many times on the show about it, but here's yes. one of the big gripes. <clears throat> yeah, why do we always have to fix mm-hmm. something? Why do they let it to get to that spot? Right. Mm-hmm. So that was my question to you. Why do they have to fix it? Why don't they just do the damn thing the right way the first time? They have to fix it, Eric, because they didn't do it the right way the <laughs> first know. time. I mean, that's, that's obvious, right? But that's I'm what I'm saying. Just do it right. We don't uh, need... Go uh, ahead. Well, I, I think, uh, to me, the answer is obvious in this way, Eric. St- the Star Wars product right now has taken a massive PR hit for all the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Okay, because we know that uh, a lot of the content that's out there now is just primarily for fan service. And we know that yeah. with the exception of maybe Andor... Uh, with the exception of seasons one and two of The Mandalorian, everything else out there has been met with a lot of fan skepticism and a lot of criticism as well. You and I have been uh, very vociferous and opinionated on Pardon the Intermission and previous episodes that we've recorded about how we feel about series like Obi-Wan and about uh, the Book of Boba Fett Mm -hmm. and how there's just too much Star Wars product that's diluting the overall... Uh, the overall meaning and the overall importance of the Star Wars brand itself. Yeah. And so because it's taken such a negative PR hit, and when you, to add insult to injury, because Star Wars is owned by Disney, it's getting flung around in the mud with all of the political and financial and um, inner turmoil that has mm. been happening with Disney. So when you, add a, when you add one plus one there, it equals two just in the wrong equation. And so I think right now, I think right now, Eric, to me as a fan, it feels like Star Wars and their creators are desperate um, to redeem themselves, much like yeah, Anakin yeah. was desperate to redeem himself and uh, Luke Skywalker was desperate to redeem his father. It feels right now like the creators, the the masterminds behind the Star Wars product right now, the gatekeepers who own this wonderful um, product 
are desperate to get some of that negative PR off their sleeve and go back to um, see if they can basically not reinvent the wheel, but rediscover the magic. Mm, that's yeah. my assessment. That's, that's, that's a good point. And I mean, and listen, they're <clears throat> losing a ton of money. Yes, they are. I mean, it's it's yes. basically, it reminds me of, you know, wh- which one was it? Was it the uh, uh, Return of the Jedi when they had that big uh, Imperial cruiser and all of a sudden it... it like it, it just loses gra- it loses its place in space and it just starts going down and then it goes right down into the planet. That was right? Return of the Jedi. That was when the A Wing <laughs> fighter busted through the main bridge. That's right. That's what yeah. it, that's, that's what the that's what the franchise is looking like right now. It's just going <laughs> right. It's like falling, getting ready to crash into the planet. Rearrange the Tie Fighters in the docking bay. <laughs> I mean, this yeah, it, you know that that's the thing. They they shouldn't have to. The problem is too is that you know they just what you said with all the political stuff. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. you know they're not sticking true to the vision and they're trying to get too cute with it yeah and i think and there's a lot of people i think unfortunately i my opinion only i think there's a lot of people involved in it with it that do not like it Mm -hmm. that do not like the original uh, trilogy which is a new hope and empire and and jedi Jedi. yeah um and and they're they're just trying to erase all that you know and you know because listen there's a huge fandom out there and for a lot a lot of us our age you know those three are the main three and you know, and then there's a lot of newer fans that had episode one, two, and three yeah. that they grew up with, yeah. you know, that are now you know older, and and That's right. and then they you know, and then they got to the uh, New Hope in that series, you know, and, and they love it yeah. also, and and they, but you know, like I said, I think the, the people that are in charge just don't seem to care that much about. It. It's like we're going to tell our new stories, you yeah. know, yeah, and we're going to exactly. tell our truth through our new stories. The problem is, is that you know the the new stories uh, they pretty much suck. I don't know. What do you say? Uh, I would tend to agree with that by and large. Uh, yeah, I do think that um, it, it feels like they're fishing for creativity. It feels like they're fishing, yeah. like they're fishing for that one little um, spark that's going to reinvigorate the franchise. Well, and, and 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 the thing is, when they get it, then they shoot themselves in the foot. Like they had Mandalorian, and that thing was going pretty good. You it know. Was. Until season three. Until season three. They completely dropped it. They had the book of Boba Fett, and everybody was, I can't believe it, finally a Boba Fett. You know, they were so excited to see, and what did they do with it, right? They completely dropped the ball. They basically made a joke out of his character. It was sad. Right. Now, I know that you didn't like the Obi-Wan. You didn't like Obi-Wan. Yeah. I, I liked it. Um, I was, uh, I, I had my, you know, you know what I call complaints it? Complaints about it. What was that? I call it, oh, be done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, be, well, it might be done. I mean, based well, on. Well, after this writer's strike, writer it might strike, be done. right? Yeah. yeah. So I know you didn't like Obi-Wan. Yeah. I liked it a little bit. Um, we both loved Andor. We thought Andor was cool. Oh, Andor is the best, but you know, that's, yeah. that's funny because Andor is like an anomaly. It's like its own entity right. outside of the Star Wars universe. It's really right. strange, you yeah. know, but I do like it. It's a great series series mm-hmm. i yeah. really don't even feel it's star wars to be honest it right. feels like it's set apart exactly it does yeah. yeah and so how all of this rolls back into what what your your story here is that we're sort that we're citing from here is that again um you know the old adage goes eric too much of a good thing can be a bad thing mm. and the the creators of star wars it seems to me were just so they were so giddy to start telling all these stories based on all of these different ancillary characters that, quite frankly, weren't as important as Han Solo and Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader and yeah. Princess Leia, that they they went overboard. And it was a good old-fashioned case, so they got their hands stuck with uh, in the cookie jar. And um, it, it came back to nip them in the bud big time. So now they're doing a major 180. They're reversing course. Well, they're, well, they're and, saying they're going to. But here's the other thing. Yeah. I don't believe them one bit. Every time they've had, they had. Here's okay. what they had. Okay. With the uh, what? What was the first uh, new one with Ray? That was the Force Awakens. The Force Awakens. Yes. They had. They had it. They had the dream team right there. They yeah. had every. You know, it's funny because there was that meme. Have you seen that meme that's up where it shows the, the cabin of the Millennium Falcon okay. and it says uh, what Star Wars fans wanted and it's that fake picture with Lando and and Luke yep. and Han and Chewie and Leia. What Star Trek fans and what got? What Star Trek fans got? Which is which is this I last season of Picard, Picard right? right? Exactly. That yes. that tells the whole story. That's yes. the whole story. They yeah. had it in the palm of their hand. And they, they dropped had the ball. 
the they 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 killed the golden goose. They had the golden goose right there, and it and they killed it. Well, okay, now you're absolutely right. I will agree with you on that. But I'm also going to kind of defend okay. the creators of Star Wars, and here's why. Okay, because um, they're trying to market their film, their product to a much younger generation, mm-hmm. a younger generation that was born after 2008. Okay, we're now in the year 2023. So a lot of these kids that were born in 2008, like around 2008 thereafter, are now starting to become getting into adolescence and they're becoming teenagers and stuff like that. Mm. Like my daughter, for example, born in 2010, yeah. she's going to be 13 years old next week. Okay. And so she's seen a lot of the new Star Wars films that she likes a lot more than the ones that you and I grew up with. Mm. So where I'm going with this is I understand why Star Wars has taken the path it has because they're trying to market their pro- overall product to a much younger audience. And how do you do that? If you can't get them invigorated with the original material, you find new stories to tell, you find new ways to tell the stories. Unfortunately, I don't think they really kept in mind that that Star Wars fan base is not only worldwide, but it encompasses a variety of ages and a variety of generations. And so they were appealing to just one chunk of that fan base not the fan base uh, in its entirety, if that makes mm. sense. You know, you, you do make a good point. You do make a good point. But here, here's here's the other point I'll throw at you on that, yeah. too, because yeah, do it. it would be interesting to see what's going to happen with Picard now, because, mm-hmm. you know, here's what I think. When you have a generation, like you're saying, when you have a generation of fans that yeah. wanted to see that, you yeah. know, the the uh, the everybody in the cabin of the millennium, let's say, one right. last, and here's what right, people right. have argued, one last adventure, one last go around. Yeah. It just didn't have to, the movies didn't have to be about them. See, that was the whole yeah. thing. I didn't want the movies to be about them. I wanted to see them together. I wanted to see them, you know, so bad, just one last time, you know, here we go, you know, one last adventure and let's hand it off. Picard has kind of done that. Unfortunately, I don't know if it's in the cards for them. They they needed to actually right now get on the gas and do a new series. Yeah. Right now, out of the gate, Titan, you know, yeah. Titan Legacy or whatever, Star Trek Legacy, whatever right. they want to call right. it. Right. They need to get that going. But unfortunately, yeah. there's a lot of things in the works, and it might be too late. They might miss that window. But my point yeah. is this: the way that Star Trek did it, they had they they kind of had the characters. Here it is. So you're gonna have you know the 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 fans, the older generation, yeah. with their kids watching it and getting excited. And, hey, Dad, you know, Mom, why are you guys so excited? You know, well, look this and that. And then they get introduced to the next generation. Mm-hmm. Then they get introduced <clears throat> to the new show with the yeah. new characters. Yeah. So I mean, it's a handoff. You see what I'm saying? And that yeah. kind of makes it generational. So you're right? saying that Star Wars needed to do the same thing. So if Star Wars would have done that, you could yeah. say, man, these characters. Well, Dad, why do you like Han Solo so much? Watch this in the beginning. Watch he shoots. He did shoot first, <laughs> by the way, folks. <laughs> right? He shoots Greedo. And he does this. He's a smart. Right? He's a cool guy, you know, <laughs> and and it may look a little hokey, kids, but you know this is what I grew up with. Yeah. So what I'm saying is that they could have handed it off, and, and okay. I think I do yeah. agree that they did need to, to to kind of taper that movie to a new generation. But at the same yeah. time, they could have done the older generation. You know, they could have uh, showed respect, right? And 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 gracefully handed it off, not right. just basically said, "Oh, here, let's stab Han, get him out of here." And then, <laughs> right. Well, Chewie lives forever, I guess. I know those Wookies live forever, but yeah, you right. Know. <laughs> Six thousand years or something. Yeah. And like then that. you got Luke being a force ghost, you know, like Ben Kenobi. It's like it's a right. Ben Kenobi story. All Although I can understand why Han's character was killed off in The Force Awakens because he labored long and hard to have Han Solo be in the Millennium Falcon in Return of the Jedi as it was coming out of the Death Star and it was on the verge of exploding. Because I remember Han Solo gave an interview about that. I saw him on, I think it was Late Night with Conan O'Brien a mm. long time ago, and he said that. Um, he had labored for George Lucas to have Han be the pilot of the Millennium Falcon and Jedi, not Lando Calrissian, because he wanted Han Solo to be killed off. Because uh, yeah, he yeah, told yeah. George Lucas, look, this is a guy who lives a life by his own rules, has no mama, has no papa, has no family to hold him down. This is a guy who wants to go out in a blaze of glory. Mm. What better way to do that than to have him in the cockpit of his own ship Blowing up the Death Star, only the Millennium Falcon and Han Solo don't make it out. Well, that that makes total sense because I I I, I will give away one one of the trivia <laughs> yeah. things uh, was that does that George Lucas in his original script for Jedi or yeah. the original script there was like I think the main characters most of them died I think all most all of them died in okay. the original script and okay. then because. Uh, but I, George Lucas didn't write it, so I think George Lucas looked at that and said, "No, we can't have that. That's not gonna. That's not gonna right. market well." So that's why 
the movie was laid out the way it was. Okay. And yeah, I mean, okay, uh, Harrison Ford could be tired of playing the character. All right, fine. I right. mean, he could have died. I don't give a... Yeah, you a, don't give a bleep I don't. Bleep. I don't give a, a, a space hunk of junk, uh, you know... You don't give a hissing lightsaber say. what happened to him, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> I, I don't... I don't. The thing is, I mean, he could have in that movie. That's fine, but, you know, at least get him together in the beginning. Some, I mean, get him together somehow. Right. Get him together somehow. Yes. That would have been great. Yep. Get them together. And then you have basically the same situation where Luke sees Han like he saw Ben Kenobi die. Right. And he sees Han die. And then yeah. that re-sparks everything. Yeah. Maybe Luke is out of the Jedi Order. At that point, it gets him back in the Jedi. I go. mean, come on. I could write this stuff, you know? But, you uh, know, but I, well, not too well because obviously I'm not doing it for a living. Actually, maybe I could because of the writer strike. They, may they need some, writers. You know what? Let's to those of you who are listening who need writers, call Eric Orem and call Jason here. Oh, I'm used Eric's last name. I shouldn't have done that's that. Right, but, that's uh, fine, man. That's no, fine. Yeah. Eric and Jason are desperate for uh, to reinvigorate the Star Wars franchise. Yeah, well, Let us recreate now. it for it's you. Too late now. Well, here. Hey, okay, speaking yeah. of that though, yeah. we'll move on. And and if someone does want to actually reinvigorate the what we consider the original trilogy, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, there was a story here in Inside the Magic mm-hmm. that they're saying the original Star Wars trilogy may be next in line for a TV reboot. Yikes. What is going on here, man? Yikes. Yikes. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Can you so please this- clarify with me? what Now, what exactly... Okay, what exactly do they mean by a TV reboot? Are we talking like bringing the like bringing Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford back? No, I mean, how no, are they no. going to do this? Are, this is going to be they're, they're saying that uh, they want to reboot the the series after now. They're going to run Ahsoka, right? Okay. So I guess what they're saying is that because Ahsoka's running, that they could actually then uh, take the original because it might change some things. There might be some things different. Sure. And they kind of mentioned that it might be like a uh, uh, how they did it with Star <clears throat> Trek, where it's almost like this, which mm-hmm. is going to get me all upset again if this is going to be this like time like different timeline thing or things change where it's not going to be the same exactly yeah you know i i don't want to i mean listen here's the bottom line folks i, I think fans I, I think i do speak for a lot of fans when we're tired of these reboots mm-hmm. you know what do some original content do yes. something <clears throat> new and fresh if you're gonna do it and and uh, uh don't take the characters that we love and now make them something else yeah right you just you you end up ruining you ruin their overall cultural value and then most importantly you dilute their storylines to the point where they just don't become interesting anymore yeah you know don't water it down any more than it's already been watered down i mean they're rebooting lord of the rings uh there's also going to be a harry potter there's also going to be a harry potter tv series coming yeah. on max pretty soon and now there's rumors, according to the story that you clipped here, Eric, that says there's going to now a ninth film in the Harry Potter film series is possibly mm. in development. It's like, where does it end? When do yeah. we stop saying this has to be a legitimate cash cow and start saying to ourselves, let's just leave it as it is yeah. and just enjoy it for what it is? Yeah. Really? I mean, and look, you and I, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, we don't know diddly poo about the finances of Hollywood. We don't know why. They continue to roll on. Look, the economics of Hollywood are so intricate and so difficult. You and I, you have the luxury of being armchair quarterbacks on this. Yeah. We have the luxury of just getting up here, opining and talking about our opinions on this. So maybe you and I are just so naive about why they do this all the time. We just don't get it. But they apparently, they they always tell us, Eric, well, we do all this for the fans. We do all this for the fans. Well, you know what? You have two big fans here of a lot of stuff, talking about a lot of stuff that doesn't appeal to us. Start listening to the fans a little bit. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah. you know... I, I think the problem with with some they've got a lot of things they're juggling. I think the problem is is that you know they want to they want to cash they want they think they're just going to cash in. It's like everything else. Yeah. Let's throw the names out there. We're doing the reboot of the right. Star Wars. It's a cash cow. This yep. is the problem with Disney. They think it's a cash cow. They can yeah. just throw any crap out there. We got an Obi Wan series. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, the sets look like they were from a high school play. I mean, <laughs> high school theater. All right. The, so, yeah, I mean, you know, I think that's what happens is that they just throw this junk out there. Yeah. And they think that it's going to be, you know, it's going to it's going to rake in the cash for them. Yeah. And but it, what it does is it completely destroys. I mean, there's a lot of people that I think that feel I mean, they're basically done with Star Wars. And you can see it. I mean, that Star Wars hotel is failing. Oh, big time. <laughs> you know, Galaxy's Edge is fun to visit. But yeah. I mean, you know, you 
it, you're there once or twice and it's like, okay, I mean, I've seen it, you know, what, what else is new now, you know? Yeah. And, and you know, the way it's currently designed, I don't know if they can add any more to it because it already takes up a lot of space and it's going to get to the point where you go to galaxy's edge enough and then it, it becomes starts, old. It becomes old. Yeah. yeah. You're just like, Oh wow, this is great. I remember when I first stepped foot in here, like you and I did and we were like, you and I probably amazing. Yeah. Right. We both were like, this is amazing. But yeah. yeah. Eventually, it's going to wear itself out, and then people are just going to say, oh, hey, do you want to go to Galaxy's Edge? And then... No, let's do something else. Yeah, yeah, no, let's go back to Peter Pan's <laughs> flight. Everybody right, loves that. Exa- hey, I love that ride. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, and then not only that, and then you got all the TV series that they're just kind of throwing out there that are yeah. just kind of jumbled around, and they're yeah. and they're uh, poorly written and poor... Everything, you know, and it's just... And it's yeah. terrible. It's like, okay, so if you put out junk, and then people, like... We'll get to a story later on uh, about the uh, subscriber issue with Disney. But so, you know, people are just going to reject it. They're going to get tired of it. So, you know, the only thing I can do myself is just huddle in the uh, the three original movies and just stay there um, and just never come out. You know what I mean? I'm just going to be there and I'm never going to come out of that reality. (laughs) I I still enjoy watching the episodes four, five and six. I always will watch them still massively entertained by them. I will still watch Rogue One because that Mm. is a quality standalone Star Wars film. And I will say this. Yeah, it is. It please is. do not massacre me for this. Me for saying this, but Uh-oh. I've even been rewatching the the prequels. The prequels. Okay. They're not one, bad. Two. They're not bad. But I mean, you know, it it uh, it got a little wonky. I think. Yeah. Uh, George got a little. Uh, George let the digital effects tell the story. He, he got a little. He got a little uh, yeah. uh, high on the the yeah. THX uh, digital effects right. division there. Exactly. You know? He's like, oh, I could yeah. do all this neat stuff. It's like, yeah, putting a, a yeah. you know a kid in a, in a candy store, and not giving him any yeah. limits. Exactly. Right? So if you and I yeah. can't enjoy the new stuff, at least we have all the old stuff to fall back. I will on. say this on a personal note: I recently bought. I found a used DVD mm-hmm. um, that has both versions. Uh, I, they have all three of the original trilogy out mm-hmm. there, but I only found yeah. one, and it has. Uh, you can find them on eBay, but it's kind of more fun to try to hunt them down, like at right. a used DVD store. But right. um, they, I got the one, the first one, Star Wars: A New Hope, yeah. and it has the original mm-hmm. Han shoots first. Oh, nice! Yeah, with with no, you know, none of the new digital stuff. It has yeah. both versions, but it has the original theatrical release on it. And yeah. I watched that, man. And nice. it was, it's not perfect. Right. And it's not super clear 4K. You right. know what? I loved it, man. I loved it. I recently was out in my garage going through some stuff and I found a big box of old VHS cassettes that I still have. Oh, wow. Guess what I found in that box of VHS Did cassettes? you find the original? Episodes four, five, and six. Yes. Unedited. No, yep. no yep. extra yep. added effects. Unedited. On VHS. And I'm like, holy moly. I, have, I, I didn't know I still it. had those. I, I have my I have my version too. Nice. I have my old VH, uh, okay. VHS. And I, I just pulled, it's funny, I just pulled those out the other day too because right. I was looking through some stuff. And I go, I know I have some old DVDs <laughs> because I had bought an original, I had bought a DVD set of the, uh, of the original trilogy. And yeah. I thought, well, do, and I wanted to look and see, are these the ones that have the original movies? Unfortunately, they weren't. They have, it's all the uh, uh, updated versions, sure. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but I did find that one disc, and I'm going to keep looking for the other two, man. I'm, do it, I'm man. super excited. Do hey, it. Do it now. But let's, on in honor of May the 4th, May 4th yeah. on, not on May the 4th. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I, I wanted to throw some some trivia stuff out here at you, just, yeah. and just see if maybe you knew some of these, and maybe test your, your uh, knowledge Yeah, let's bit. see how rusty I am So this, this was coming up. Uh, from facts.net. All right. And this was uh, basically facts about uh, Star Wars, the Star Wars movies. And I, just, sure. I think it's the original trilogy. I mean, okay. Um, but let me ask you this. Yeah. Uh, the voice, did you know this? I'll just ask you if you, you knew this. Mm-hmm. The voice of the character Chewbacca mm-hmm. combines various animal noises. Did you know that? I did know that. So they, I guess so, it says mm-hmm. in, in the Star Wars universe, Chewbacca, you know, has, is a big character here. What does he say? Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah. It says Chewbacca's classified as a Wookiee, but... Mm-hmm. So I guess, yeah, in, in the, uh, um, oh, here it is right here. Chewbacca's distinct sound comes from a mixing, uh, the, oh my gosh, mixing the dying noises, noises of lions, walruses, bears, and other animals. The dying noises? <laughs> All right. <laughs> what, okay. What Good thing they weren't mating. I, yeah, I know. Isn't, isn't that, <laughs> that is character. Okay, let me ask you this. Don't yes. look at my, don't, don't look here. Not looking. Not looking. Do you know uh, what the character's name, what it stands for? Uh, his name, C3PO. It's short for... Yeah, C-3PO uh, is uh, short for... Um, and you can play along at home, folks, too. 
Okay. The P stands for protocol. Right. I know that. Uh, The O stands for um, operational, I think. No. What is the C? Um, Not Corellian. Um, Something three protocol. Okay, I give up. You give up? Yeah. You you almost had it. You were so close, man. Cyborg. Cyborg. Three protocol. Cyborg three protocol. That's That's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was on the right track. No more. Okay. Okay. And uh, okay, let me get this one here. Yeah, see, yeah, do see it. if you has. Uh, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, say yes or no to this. Mm-hmm. Is this phrase? I have a bad feeling about this. <laughs> is it uttered in every Star Wars film? Yes, it is uttered in every Star Wars film. Yep, that's right. In mm-hmm. every Star Wars film, they had it. Yes. Um, they even say uh, in the Last Jedi, mm-hmm. uh, the film, uh, the phrase is not directly spoken. Right. But uh, instead, the droid BB-8 delivers the line in the opening sequence <laughs> through beeps. <laughs> nice. Through beeps. So okay. I, I mean, you know, hey, come on, you know. But Who it's knew? in every Star Wars film. Of course, the BB, how are you going to know, you know? Beep, 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 beep. It's like, okay, whatever. Right? Exactly. I know you know this, right? Yeah. Okay, okay. And I'll, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just uh, state this here. Sure. David Prowse, right? Yeah. You know who David Prowse was? He the was physical form of Darth Vader. He was the original actor that, that yeah. played in the in the Vader suit, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Did you know that he was banned from every and all events associated with Lucasfilm? Yes, I did. You did know that. Can yes. you tell us about that? Do you, do you know enough about it? Yes, I, if I remember correctly. So I believe there was a not a major lawsuit, but there was either a lawsuit or there was a serious back and forth between licensing rights mm-hmm. where I guess apparently David Prowse had not signed off to have his image and likeness used in marketing purposes. Mm-hmm. This came about when the, when Star Wars merchandise just shot off yeah. with the line of toys and action figures that you and I used to have when we were kids. Yeah. And so Prowse, uh, basically, according to him, according to him, I remember watching a biography that was done by his, I think it was his daughter or something, uh, but he never signed off, according to his family and his heirs, on licensing rights for either him or his character in the Star Wars franchise. Mm. Yet George Lucas says, well, wait a minute. That was part of the agreement of you being Darth Vader. You're an actor, which means that when you're in our film, you are essentially our product which means that we can market you and license you any way that you want. Well, and sure, because he, I mean, the the, the team, mm-hmm. uh, the the uh, special, I don't know, will be the costumers, right? I mean, yes. they, they probably came up in George Lucas. They came up with the look of Darth Vader. It's not like David Prowse, right. you know, came up with that costume and walked on set with yeah. it, right? And, so. then, and also, Eric, just to add on to that a little bit, George Lucas claims still to this day that David Prowse did at least give them a verbal agreement mm. that they could use his image and likeness for marketing purposes for both the film and the merchandise. That just seems crazy to me in the sense of why wouldn't they be able to? I mean, if if you're if if it's your creation, right? And you know you're hiring an actor, right, to do that job, right? You know, I that's strange. Unless he, unless there was some deal that they made. Because you can see their face, obviously, with right. uh, Leia uh-huh. um, uh, and Luke and Han. You know, right. uh, they made some kind of deal with them, and maybe he wanted right. to get in on that. I don't know. Right? But, yeah, uh, I don't know but, that but either. The, but yes, I was aware about that little. Uh, and, and it says here, conundrum. and it says here, unfortunately, the feud never was never resolved because nope. uh, David Prowse later died in, uh, in well, he died in November of twenty twenty at the age of eighty five. In so fact, never, I also I also believe David Prowse is one of the few Star Wars actors who never attended any Star Wars conventions. Really? Because, he was banned from that? From um, I or don't, he just didn't go? I think it was a self-imposed ban by him. Because oh. he, he always felt slighted by Lucas yeah. and by um, by 20th Century Fox. And so he just... Well, he had a trouble, too, because, I mean, originally it was supposed to be his voice. It was, right? yeah. But, you know, it's like, <laughs> just, I'm sorry. I mean, if you hear some of the, if you get if you guys get a hold out there of some of the cuts where right. you hear Darth Vader speaking, and, right. and they might have had him do a voiceover, but I, you know, with, mm-hmm. with some kind of enhancements, but yeah. it still wouldn't have sounded the same as... Uh, Obi-Wan has taught you well, young Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly how David Prowse sounded. He had yeah. a very he had a he very high-pitched high voice. He had a high-pitched voice, yeah. So it would not have sounded the same. For a guy who was a, a bodybuilder, very high-pitched voice. Mm, yeah, mm. so... Okay, yeah. on to the next one here. Yeah. Um, let's get back to uh, sounds. Did you okay. know that uh, R2-D2's beeps mm-hmm. came from the sounds of a baby? 
Okay, that I did not know. You did not know that? No. So okay. it says R2-D2's robotic voice came from the sounds that a baby makes. While huh. the sound is unlikely, these samples were, of course, heavily processed yes. to a pitch that makes it sound more robotic and electronic. Huh, okay. But yeah, so it says, uh, yeah, All they right. did. They used uh, they used several effects to, huh. to create the sound, but the the base of it was a baby. Mm-hmm. So, huh, interesting. Which actually kind of makes sense because when you, when you see R2-D2, you always think of him mm-hmm. not as helpful, but he's kind of I don't know what what would you say he's like the younger brother right it's like he's like the the young one in the group for some reason I don't know yeah it's like C-3PO's big brother and R2-D2's little brother and and that could be that could be too also that you know it was set up right in the beginning of the first movie when the Jawas took out R2-D2 right and he's like Right, and he falls Whoa. over, and you feel so sorry for that. You feel so sorry for him. You know, yep. you're like, "Oh no, what they got?" Yep, him. exactly. Well, he'll make a good so, trash can at yeah. least. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me ask you this. Yeah, um, George Lucas mm-hmm. made a cameo. Yeah, in one of the movies. Now we're talking. You're talking the whole, the whole, all, all the movies they have so far. The whole Star franchise. Wars, the whole franchise. Yeah. Do you know which one it was? Yes, Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. Ah, you got it. There's you got a, there's it. There's a you scene. It. There's a scene where Anakin goes into like this uh, Star Wars version of an opera house, and he's going to meet oh, yeah. with uh, he's going to meet which, with Chancellor Palpatine, which just was revisited that opera house in. Uh, and, uh, Mandalorian, Mandalorian, but when they did the little offshoot when they were on, yeah, uh, uh, exactly. what's that planet? Uh, Cor- uh, Corellia? Corellia. Corellia, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's that scene where he walks into the opera house and the camera pans down to the lower left and you can see, a, 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 I mean, pardon the phrase here or the pun, but you can see a big guy, a big blue-skinned guy with yeah, he a beard was blue, and a that's cane. Right. <laughs> that was George Lucas' cameo. Yes. That is funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he would have been in more, to be honest. That kind of surprised me. I, I, I was like... I go, oh, he, well, I, right? he was in one, but you think he would have been like, you know, just an, a, a background I, character. I thought he would have been a Jawa at least or something like that. You <laughs> know, Woody, Woody, do 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 do. Okay, let me thing. let me ask you this: yeah. uh, Where was Boba Fett's mm-hmm. first Star Wars franchise appearance? Boba Fett's first Star Wars franchise appearance. Um, I am going to say it was. Um, Oh, let's see if I can remember this. There was an animate. Was it the Star Wars Christmas special? You are you're close. It's it's called the Star Wars Holiday it's Special. Holiday Special. Okay, but it, but it I was. I think it was around Christmas. But yeah, he, right. But they actually okay. he was in a cartoon. The car, the animated show. The okay, animated yes. part of that. Right. Uh, okay. Uh, special. Yes. If you guys ever want, that is the greatest. I'm just kidding. It's the worst. It's the worst. But you it's have awful. to, as a Star Wars fan, it's there are two awful. things you need to watch as a Star Wars fan. Yes. You need to watch. The holiday special you can yes. find it on YouTube, I think, yep. and yep. you need to watch the Donnie and uh, Donnie and Marie, Marie. Osmond show. Oh God! They oh, it was a variety oh, oh. show back in the seventies where they yes. had uh, they had uh, Han, uh, Luke, and Leia in there, and they're dancing around uh-huh. to the Star Wars music or some kind of. Uh, I think it's like a blend of Star Wars and pop music that the they yep, created. Yep song. Yeah, and <laughs> you got to watch those two things. Yeah. But you're right. Okay, so the Star Wars, yeah, the holiday special. They had a little cartoon, okay, right. and it featured Boba Fett, and that was his first appearance. Right, that's what yes. I thought. Okay, did you know? Let me ask you this: yes. Did you know that Ewan McGregor uh, he continuously made lightsaber noises while filming his his fight scenes? And did you know that? I did not know that. So they, if you watch him closely in his lightsaber scenes, you can yeah. actually see there there are times when he's moving his mouth. I mean, of course they you know they edited that out. I mean, sure. you know, in the sense of the sound, but <laughs> you can see him slightly moving his mouth where he's like, <laughs> you know, he's making the lightsaber I sounds. It. I love it while he's doing <laughs> that. Yeah. I love it. Did you also know that Ewan McGregor's uncle is Denny Lawson, who was Wedge Antilles? Wedge Antilles. That was coming pump. up. That oh, was coming I up. Blew it. He okay. was the only person to survive all three original oh. trilogy films. The yes. only pilot the to only survive. Pilot. Yeah. Yep. Everybody else. That's right. I'm sorry I ruined your trivia there. Uh, no, you got it. You jumped it. But yeah. Okay. And the other fact, it isn't here, but the other fact is he's also, uh, his uncle was the one, his uncle is blood related. Yeah. Not in the film though. They're not related, of course, in the okay. film in any way, right? Right, but, right, right. But uh, he was the one that, that talked him into playing it. First, he wasn't going to play Ben Kenobi. Mm-hmm. So he was actually the one that talked Ewan McGregor into into mm-hmm. playing that character because okay. he was on the fence like I don't know if I'm gonna you know I want to get in the you know and he's like no you yeah. got to do it so yeah he interesting talked him into it. so that was another part All right. how about this one yeah. I, I, this was interesting I did not know this <clears throat> yeah 
Um, did you know that cleaners kept cleaning up environmental props on the production set of A New Hope? Yes, I heard about you that. You heard about this one? Yes. So this says, according to George Lucas, studio cleaners uh, kept coming in to clean up the environment during the production of the film A New Hope. So when they were yeah. filming, they were filming, this was over in London, right? Or in, uh, in yeah. uh, England, they, yeah, they the studios. Sh- yeah, they shot all of, the, all of the interior stuff at Pinewood Studios, which is a world-famous movie studio there just outside London. And uh, the, the, the British, the British film crews are very, 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 very particular about their tea times for their crew and cast members, but mm. they're also very particular about how the sets are maintained. Mm. Because believe it or not, they have stricter um, environmental policies over there than what we have here in the United States. And so I did hear where the, the film crews were under law that they had to keep those sets clean clean at all times. Even what even when they were not in use, they were constantly cleaned. Uh, on a, almost on an hourly basis, and, and that worked against because the whole aesthetic of Star Wars was that it was kind of dirty and junky. Right. It wasn't, you know, that, that was that was the, that was one of the breakout things during that time in '77 because right. most of your space films or TV shows. Uh, yeah. outer space was very pristine yeah. clean environment you know but then yeah. all of a sudden you've got you know Star Wars that came out and everything was dirty yeah. and just you know kind of filthy and looked right. used and beat up and yeah yeah and so now, now I think about it I think it was shot at Elstree Studios not Pinewood oh, okay. it was one of the two alright so yeah so they would come in and even though they, they kept requesting that they not clean up the studios they would right. come in and then and so then the the, uh, the film crew would come in and have to dirty it back up <laughs> nice you gotta love it yes okay so the wedge Antilles. <laughs> You got it. Here's yeah. here's here's another fact that I just learned I did not know. Sure. Alex Guinness. Uh-oh, I just got Alex Guinness negotiated 2% of the gross box office receipts what? for the Star Wars franchise. Did you know that? Just by doing the whole hand wave thing? That's how that's how <laughs> he got paid. You know, now huh. at the time, you know, Star Wars was filled with a lot of unknown actors, but yeah. they did bring in Alec Guinness because he had, I mean, a, a, a great Amazing career up to this point, career, yeah. and of course, for people out there, he played you know old Ben Kenobi. Yep, and uh, um, so I guess maybe they didn't. I don't know. You know, they had a lot of money issues making yeah. this this film. So to, yeah. to negotiate, he took two percent of mm-hmm. the gross box office. Huh. Office, okay. sorry, yeah. which later ended up being you'll never believe this. Yeah. So later he earned you know because I mean I'm telling you this movie ran for like didn't it run for almost like two years. When pretty it first much, came out, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, it just kept going in the theater. People loved it so much. And then I mean, when you add syndication, when it came out eventually on video, oh, I don't as even well. know if it was a syndication. Oh. This is just the the, the box office growth. Oh, just the box, the box office, office receipts entirely. Okay, yeah. He made ninety five million off that. Holy Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, wow. exactly. Oh, hey, the geez. force was with him. He knew what I he was would doing. Say so well, and, and this is funny because he says, despite even despite <clears throat> referring to the the <clears throat> original film and that it was in bad taste. In other words, right. he, he thought it was just going to be this goofy, you know, movie uh, yeah. about outer space, right. and, and ended up being the biggest. Blockbuster. Well, and you know, I, I'm kind of glad you brought that up because I remember in uh, the documentary, um, there's a documentary on Disney Plus that was made a few years ago about the Star Wars trilogy. It's called, uh, I don't remember the title of it, but it's a really good documentary. And I remember George Lucas saying that the only way that he was going to be able to make the film that the that uh, 20th Century Fox and Alan Ladd would support the film is if they were able to get an actor that had some street cred mm, because okay. it had a lot of unknown actors at the time. Yeah. The studio told George Lucas, look, Alan Ladd told him who was the head of 20th Century Fox at the time. He said, look, I'll go ahead and finance this for you, but I got to be honest with you, George, you have this whole group of newcomers yeah. that the studio doesn't know that we can't market. You need to get somebody in here with street cred, someone who's going to be able can to anchor lend, that film, can anchor that film and is yeah. going to lend some credibility to it. And, perfectly cast that they, had that they got Alec Guinness, not only just for the part itself, but because, like you said, a very highly decorated Academy Award winning and nominated career. So, Spe- Speaking of that, have you seen, I just, as a matter of fact, just last night, yeah. I, I watched a version, I didn't know this was out there, mm-hmm. of the fight scene that's mm-hmm. a fan fiction film of the fight scene of oh, Darth I, Vader I saw that on YouTube. and Ben Kenobi. Yeah, yes. it was on YouTube. And that thing is amazing. It's a lot faster and more intense. Oh, it's, it's, it is amazing. Hell's and, and to they, the yes. And they that put into, I don't know who did it. I wish I had the name of it. I could, right. I could give everyone. But look at YouTube. And uh, they put in, you know, some of the old footage, yeah. right, where they're in, they're trying to get into the Millennium Falcon and, and, right. and uh, Ben Kenobi is keeping everybody's attention. But, oh, that is a great fight. I, I will find that on YouTube and I'll post it on our Facebook oh, awesome. page yeah, so everybody yeah. can see that. Okay, let me ask you this now. Yeah. A little trivia here again. Yeah, um, I know we're going way over, folks. I hope you're enjoying this because I'm loving yeah, this right, right now. I am so, too. Yeah. so you know, yeah. we'll we'll, uh, um, yeah. we'll keep going. Um, 
Benicio del Toro. Benicio del Toro, yeah. He was uh, he ca- he was cast to play another role. Do you know? In 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 the in the uh, these new films, uh, aside from the one that he appeared in, I'm um, not in the new films. I should say, okay. but he was cast to play a role in in the franchise somewhere. Okay, and but he he skipped on it because he they took away some of his lines. Okay, in there, and he thought, well, this character doesn't really talk that much and stuff. And I can't really, you know. Mm-hmm. So he decided not to do it. He turned it down. Do you know okay. what that was? And I'm not going to say it's not it's not in the new series. Not in the new series. Yeah. Okay. Um I don't the answer to your question is no, I don't know. And I I could not believe this when I heard it. He okay. was cast to play the role of Darth Maul. No way. Yeah. Okay, I can totally not picture that. Yeah. So yeah, so he he was cast to play it, uh, Darth Maul and Phantom wow. Menace, but because of okay. the script some changes were made, they yeah. took out his lines. He's he's like, "Nah, I just I'll, I'll pass." Huh. Okay. Well, yeah. bring on Ray Park then. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see. Did, did you know this? The TIE fighter sound effects mm-hmm. are partly made of the sounds from an elephant. Yes, I do remember So it's an elephant that. and the sound of cars screeching on wet pavement. Yep. <laughs> I love that. I can yep. see that. It's like, wow, right? That's exactly. how they sound, right? I also know that Darth Vader's hissing is actually the sound of a vacuum cleaner in reverse. No way. Yes. I didn't have that one on here. <sighs> yes. Ben, oh, my gosh. Ben Burt, who did the sound design for the Star Wars films, I remember in that documentary I just told you about a few yeah. minutes ago, he talks about creating the sound for Darth Vader's uh, helmet, the hissing sound, and he said, I was using my vacuum cleaner one day, I clicked it in reverse, and it made this sucking sound that had kind of a delay on it, and I said, mm. holy moly, that's Darth Vader's breathing apparatus right there. And so <laughs> well, he recorded it, and the rest is history. I'll tell you, I don't know if they call them Foley artists back, you know, them for that group of guys, but those right. guys that were able, how, how, what a fun time, oh, because right. you got to figure back then, in se- you know, in 70, what, five or six when they started this movie, right. to be able, this was all new. I yeah. mean, all the special effects and stuff. I mean, yeah. you know, they, they used a little bit of what they knew, but they were yeah. re, they were creating brand new technology, essentially. Yeah. And so to be able to create um, the sound, all the sounds they did, the lightsabers, you know, Chewbacca, all sure. this. How much fun is that? Yeah. You know? It, uh, it's just like I remember watching the uh, same thing. Uh, some documentary where they, they took for the laser blast. They were like right. hitting the, uh, uh, a metal pipe on like those uh, telephone pole. Like they would have these wires that come down from the pole to really anchor in the pole if it was kind of leaning. Yeah. And you get that doo, 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 you know, that kind of sound right, on, right. on that wire. And that's yeah. how they, they the, for the laser blast. I mean, that's pretty it's cool. so cool to be able to create that. I mean, right. how much fun did those guys I, have? I'm jealous, man. I, know. I would love to do that. Oh and my gosh, what, I'm so jealous. What makes it even more insane to think about is it's something just simple and mundane yeah. that you can find around your house. That how if you would get you, creative with it, you could turn it into something out of this world. Take a baby know? cooing, kind of right. tweak it a little bit, and then it becomes R2-D2. Exactly. I that I would, is awesome. Yeah, right? I, would, I would love to do that, too. Oh I'd be in gosh. hog heaven if I could do that. I mean, how that, that's what it said. We're talking about innovations. I mean, right. that was the time right there where the innovation, I mean, it was just going strong. I mean, the creativity was just Absolutely. bubbling over. It was amazing. Okay. Yep. Um, you probably knew this, though. The original <laughs> yeah. story of uh, uh, the, the original trilogy for Luke Skywalker that he was supposed to become Vader. Mm-hmm. You knew that, right? Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that's kind of interesting. It would have yeah. been interesting if that story did happen, and right. if like we talked about, where maybe some of the main other main characters died off, and he's Vader. That would have been a, a whole different. Would have been very cathartic. Yeah. I don't think <laughs> I don't way. think the Ewoks would have been dancing then, right? No, they wouldn't have. The Ewoks <laughs> would have been on a spigot, and they would have been dinner. <laughs> yeah. Something. You know. That's funny, man. It that is. is funny. Uh, oh, that is, we talked about that. Gary Kurtz, he wanted to kill off... Uh, actually, he did want to kill off Luke and Han in uh, the uh, yeah. uh, uh, mm-hmm. Return of the Jedi. Yep. So anyway, that that was pretty much all I had for okay. the... Uh, Fun that stuff. Thing. Yeah, yeah. So a few things. Yeah. Can you tell me, where did, when you're saying you... I saw that documentary, I was yeah. watching that. Was that on some of the DVDs, or where was that at? Yeah, it was originally on... Uh, so when the DVDs came... So if you recall, the original films were re-released in the theaters in 97, um, 98, and 99, right okay, before yeah. episode one came out. That's right, out, that's right, yeah. During like the... Um, the 20th anniversary when they went back and redid all the effects. Well, there, when the movies came out on DVD, there was a documentary that accompanied them. And let me, um, Google it real quick. Cause I, can... I, you know, I think that those are the, that's the DVD set I have. I'll have to go back and look. And I, I think, yeah. I bet you that documentary's on there. I need to go back and watch I'm that sh- thing. I'm sure it is, but I'll, I'll let you know the title of it here. Um, not history of the Star Wars uh, trilogy. I think it is called, give me just a second folks. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Go Skywalker ahead. Take it. You know, legacy. Um, 
Nope, that's episode one. It's called uh, okay. It's not there. Uh, but yeah, anyway, it's it's on. Well, that's Disney. okay. It's on Disney Plus right now. Oh, is it? Here we go. It's called uh, Empire of Dreams: The Story oh, of the Star Wars Trilogy. That does sound familiar. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Empire yeah. of Dreams: The Story of the Star Wars Trilogy. I, I hope that's on that DVD set I have too, because I, I do want to watch. Well, I have it on Disney Plus, I guess. But. I if not, if anything, I have it on the Blu-ray Deluxe box set that I have, mm. where episodes one, two, three, four, five, and six are all boxed together. Okay, and th- those and are blue. Blu-ray. Th- those are Blu-ray discs, yeah. Uh, is there a difference? Let me ask you that, because yeah. uh, is there a difference between the Blu-ray? Can you see a difference between the Blu-ray original trilogy and just the regular DVD set original trilogy? Oh, yeah, big time. Oh, that big time, okay. The, the, I, I might have to get that set, yeah. too, man. <laughs> I'll, you know what? I'll uh, I'll bring it over next time and show oh, you what cool. it looks yeah, like. Oh, cool, yeah, we'll have a Star Wars viewing it, party. It, it's a really cool collector box set that has like a little collector's book in there, too, that mm. talks about some of the movies. It has some original artwork that was reproduced and put in there oh, in okay. the little booklet. But yeah, the, the picture quality is so much better. Uh, they cleaned up the original wipe on the original film, so it looks wow. a lot cleaner. The colors are more bright, and they don't contrast as much. But then also the sound, the sound is far more superior, too. Wow. So, it, yeah, the the Blu-ray discs are, uh, you know, I, I love them. So. Well, and that's why, you know, I'm, I'm on the hunt because I want the original theatrical version of yeah. the movie. And then I may have to, after that, I may have to, or if I do find it just by chance, I may have to go for that, that Blu-ray just to Got get it. the cleaner version, even though, you know, it has the... Uh, right, right. The newer uh, versions. I'm of not the, giving you mine. Get your own, man. <laughs> if you, if you find them missing, don't blame me. That's right. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. Before, before we close out real quick, I just want to let people know, listen, yeah. this is the deal. People don't realize, people that were uh, that are my age that originally saw Star Wars in, in 1977 in the theater, what an amazing experience it was. I mean... <clears throat> You know, people always talk about it. It's kind of like, it's funny. It's like people talking about, you know, in the good old days, uh, you know, uh, it was, you know, the snap. But it really was. I mean, (laughs) the experience of going and watching that movie where lines were around the block to see the movie, it was unbelievable. It was just unbelievable. This Star Wars, A New Hope, but it was just called Star Wars back then, was an experience that nobody had... um, as far as the movie goes, you know, it was a brand new experience. Nobody had done this before. Yeah, it came at a time in our country's history where, I mean, we kind of just had gotten out of the Vietnam War. We yep. had the Nixon thing. There was a lot of issues yep. with the country. And to be honest, it kind of reminds me, kind of like some, some of the times, like right now, where you know mm-hmm. people feel just kind of stagnant and there's just mm-hmm. nothing. What what's to look forward to? You know, what yeah. where is the hope? <clears throat> And that movie came out, and that it was yeah. amazing how it brought together everyone. Everyone loved that movie. Yeah, and you know, something interesting, too, about it is that, you know, when Jaws came out in 1975, Jaws officially started the whole era of Hollywood blockbusters, mm. where movies, certain movies would come out in the summer. You knew they were going to score big at the box office because everybody anticipated them. But when Jaws came out in 75, that started the whole era of Hollywood blockbusters. Now, that came out in the summer? That came out in the summer of 75. So the summer blockbuster. Yeah. And so now how Star Wars factors into that is because Star Wars enhanced the summer blockbuster and mm, made it yeah. a, a made it a stable revenue generating um, uh, product for Hollywood. And then when you add on the social and political implications of the film as well, like you were just alluding to, not only were we two years removed from Vietnam, we were dealing with still the after effects of the Watergate scandal. But also yeah. think about, too, in the late 70s. We still had a lot of political upheaval. We had the gas crisis. We had the energy crisis. But also, the Hollywood movies prior to the blockbusters coming out, in the 70s at least, they were very gritty. They were very dark. They were cutting. They were hard edge. We're talking mm-hmm. about movies like Dirty Harry, movies like Taxi Driver, movies like um, uh, even 2001 A Space Odyssey that were a direct um, reflection of what our society was at the time. Almost very bleak. Very bleak, yeah. yeah. And so we needed a a large space opera to kind of get everybody excited about going to the movies. Because even though Dirty Harry and Taxi Driver are quality films... I mean, and I love Dirty Harry and I love Clint Eastwood, but I'm sorry, those are depressing films. Yeah. And I mean, you're going to watch those movies and you're literally going to come out of the theater crying. But Star Wars, during that 70, during the period of the 70s, 
made everybody go to the theater, come out and clap and cheer and oh, laugh. Oh yeah, they, they, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. It, it was when you went into that theater and it was packed. I mean, yeah. everybody came out mm-hmm. with, with, I mean, first off, I mean, you were cheering and yeah. just, you came out lighthearted. You felt good. It right. was what it, it, what it known, what it became known as a new hope. That's what it gave people. It gave people a new hope coming out of that movie. It was yeah. something that they hadn't experienced that we hadn't experienced at the time. Right. Um, and I remember I was a kid. Okay, I was. Uh, this will tell you how old I am. I mean, I was seven years old when that movie came out. Okay, and that, and I mean, I will never forget that feeling. That, and yeah. I'll never get it back. But that, that was the most amazing feeling to watch that movie and to see, and the way yeah. that that it did play out, and and yeah. and you know, and hey, the good guys did win in the end. You know, right, right, right. It was crazy. I mean, it was so. Uh, I went home. I'll, I'll tell you this. I went home. You know, you're yeah. so hyped up as a kid. I went home and I wanted laser guns. All I had was at the time was the uh, western style cap guns. You know, <laughs> so I'm over here with the western six right, shooter right. cap gun, trying yeah. to pretend it's a laser gun, or I take my yeah. la- my Legos and build a laser gun. Yeah. Um, they 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 didn't have toys at the time. Like now, you know, everything is just they have toys. You know, like a year before the movie even comes out. Right. Back then, it's so crazy. They didn't have toys. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. You probably know this, but mm-hmm. uh, Christmas season, mm-hmm. you literally they would have to pre-order them. Yep. So for Christmas, you would get a basically a box saying, hey, here, here's what you're going to get, but you're not getting it yet. So you would open right. it, and they, they had, and basically it was just, it was an empty uh, cardboard thing saying, here you go, you're going to get this, but And then correct me yet. if I'm wrong, but didn't you have to like pre-order them in a catalog? No, I mean, you could pre-order, yeah, I mean, back then everything was through a catalog. I mean, right. obviously okay. there was no like Amazon or anything, but you could right, go right. into the store, I think, and pre-order them also. Okay, okay. But, but you had to be pre-ordered, and then they had to catch up and fill it, and then they would fill those orders. Got it, it, it got was it. Cra- it, was, it was really an experience that I don't think we will ever have again, and I think that mm-hmm. that's why people um, love that movie so much, and that's yeah. why the fans are, are so protective of it, you know, yeah. it, because, yeah. and I mean, the other two movies did, did fill in the rest of the story, yeah. but for me, that, that first one, I mean that that'll always be you know number one in my heart. I yeah. mean so anyway, I just wanted to share with everyone what that, that great memories. Yeah, great memories. See, I was born in 1975, and I was barely two years old when um, when Episode Four came out in the theaters. Mm. So I and I I was told by my 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 family that we went and saw The Empire Strikes Back in the theater, but I must have been too young to remember it. So I was giddy as a school kid when the original films were re released in the theaters mm. for the 20th oh, yeah. anniversary. I was too, and so I. <laughs> I hopped like a bunny on cocaine to see those movies in the theater. And let me tell you, it was a great experience just seeing that opening scene in episode four with the star destroyer just oh yeah going after the rebel blockade runner on the big screen for well, the first time and, it and was they great. they kind of had a, a rebirth of that when they re-released because yeah. it's what the uh what was the uh 30 year anniversary of the jedi uh is that was that oh was? yeah just over a week ago return of the jedi they well, just re-released it in the theater they did for a week yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so i mean they just kind of had another another feeling of that and so that's what i mean yeah. you know people and then, and then it did great people love that and yeah. uh yeah yeah, you know, I mean, and just going back to what we were saying, I mean, that the original Star Wars ran for probably two, uh, I think it was around two years. I mean, that thing was in the theater. That's unheard of. Mm-hmm. Unheard of. And yeah. I mean, it, it carried its own. Um, it was amazing. Anyway, I just wanted to share, folks. I know we went really long today, but um, this was the show that we would have had on May the 4th. But to us, yep. this is May the 4th. Like right. we said, every day can be May the 4th be with you. And besides, we're allowed to have a makeup date every now and then. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's all good. Right. Whoa! Well, hey, May the force the be with us. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's got to end. Right. But we'll, I'm sure we'll talk more Star Wars at some point. But hey, we guys, will. thanks for listening. Um, always check out our social media. We are Twitter at PTI underscore podcast and Facebook at Pardon the Intermission. All right, guys. Hey, take care. Thank you for listening so much. We do appreciate you. And we'll catch you on the next one. God bless. Peace out. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Now, I want you to go check out one of the other best podcasts around. It's called the No Focus Radio Hour. It has comedy and insight from the greatest minds in the know. And how do I know? Well, because I'm part of that great show also. So please go check it out. It's available on all your podcasting apps. The No Focus Radio Hour.